Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I don't shave. This week, we talk about why everyone sucks and why everything sucks. The short answer is evolution. The long answer is evolution. We'll go over some ways in which evolution kind of pooped on us, which is not exactly true, but... You know, it's kind of our fault. Uh, That's what we're here to discuss this week. Also, I really, really hope that you enjoyed the story last week. I I really enjoyed writing it. Uh, I posted on No Sleep. It got removed because it wasn't creepy enough, so I'll put on Wholesome No Sleep in a few minutes after recording this episode. It seemed like it got pretty positive feedback. I really hope that you enjoy it and it helped you and or not helped. I, I hope that it was somewhat nice to listen to. I'm not going to say that it was insightful. I'm not an atheist, but I guess that's kind of what the story sort of pushed. Anyways, let's start with a simple question. Why are people? Well, if you're a religious person, you may say, God, (laughs) considering what I just said, it's really funny that I wrote this script two weeks ago, so I have no idea what I wrote. Uh, But if you have any faith in science, you'll say magic uh, or bacteria, depending on how you feel on that day. Whether humans started as sludge on the face of the planet or came up from apes, evolution is the general answer that we're going for here in this episode titled something about evolution. It might be titled something about the purpose of life. I don't know. Depends on how I feel. It makes enough sense that that's the angle that we come from. Uh, yeah, evolution. We have mounds of proof of that evolution exists. I'm sure you probably have learned about it at some point, but evolution is the process of mother nature picking certain traits that are desirable for a species to continue forward. Desirable being defined as makes surviving easier and or better. Survival is the point of evolution. You've heard survival of the fittest. You've heard natural selection. It's all about what will let a species survive better. And if you don't you can't do it, then you go extinct. Rest in peace, dodo bird. Or, you know, something bad happens that Mother Nature didn't really account for, like an asteroid destroying all of the dinosaurs. Very sad. The most common examples are giraffes' neck getting bigger uh, or getting longer so they can reach stuff higher on trees or the Galapagos Islands, which is where Darwin thought up his natural selection theory, which I don't completely understand the story of how we got there, uh, but he somehow made the claim, uh, and it's pretty true. I don't... I, I just the Galapagos Island, there was some sort of like lizard thing that evolved like separately because it's an island. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Giraffes make so much more sense to me. Natural selection is saying that the members of the species that survive longer are the ones that propagate their traits more readily. Basically, nature's way of saying if you suck, you die, um, you know, get better forehead. What's the, I completely, I, I don't play enough video games anymore. So I'm like blanking out on the On the video game, oh, get good, there we go. Overall, the North Star for evolution, meaning the reason that certain traits are picked up and certain traits are lost, is for, again, the survivability of the species. Long necks made getting food easier, so short-necked giraffes disappeared or a little more close to home. The reason why Neanderthals became extinct, which was a type of human, but their brains weren't big enough, so Mother Nature gave them the old chop-chop. You know how it'd be. Granted, they did intermix with you know homo sapiens which is we're homo sapiens sapiens what a creative name uh, that that's our like uh, full like phylum order genus whatever the thing is called a uh, name for the human being so there are some cross mixings there's some theories that some allergies exist because of uh, um, cross 
production, I don't know what to call it, uh, between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens uh, way back in the day. But yeah, Neanderthals weren't, uh, I said their brains are not big enough, and I meant that literally, they just, they quote, weren't smart enough, end quote. Uh, we Homo sapiens were just a little bit better at using our brains, figuring things out. And at the end of the day, a Neanderthal's reasonably close to a human being. So, uh, you know, as a human being, we're not exactly the fastest animal on the planet. We're not the strongest animal on the planet. We're not we're not, we're, you know, some of us are the smartest animal on the planet. I don't know if I can say that for the entire species, but for some of us, <laughs> yeah, some other, other ones, you know, yeah. Granted, I'm waiting for the day that cats or squirrels take over the world, so who knows. All of this to say that this is why humans are. This is why human beings are the way they are. This is why our brain works the way it does. This is why your body does the things it does. This is why you need to sleep. This is why you need to eat. This is why you need to breathe the amount you breathe. This is why anything. So loneliness is a feeling that exists because of evolution. We have theories, theories that talk about depression existing because of evolution. A lot of psycholo psych yeah, psychological effects exist because of evo evolution. I don't know why I syllabus that one. Uh, a syllabus? Well, it's a syllable. A syllabus is something you see in a class. I don't need no need to bring up trauma here, right? Your desire, your will to live, your everything is an effect of your fundamental evolution to increase the likelihood of survival. I don't have my window open, so I hope the lighting is okay. <laughs> We've talked about how we get used to things as time goes on a couple weeks ago in the episode on whether or not things get better. And relevant to that is the ability to adapt or get used to things is the same reason that depressed people may not always want to be not depressed. We talked about this on the You Can't Help People episode way, way back. I say way, way back. It was like three months ago, which is pretty long. But when you forget how you used to feel, you're afraid of going back because it's like jumping into the ocean at night. You simply don't know what's there and there's a primal instinct preventing you from taking the plunge. It's why humans are resistant to change. We change if something doesn't work. But when it works, even even just a little bit, then we stay there, especially if we failed a lot of times trying to get to the point where it works even just a little bit. And that makes sense, right? If it works, uh, it's way less risky to try to make it better because then it might fail again. Of course, you know, we live in a time of innovation and growth. So I think that uh, general evolution and psychology these days would obviously promote calculated risk-taking and, and trying to do better and trying to learn from things. But our evolution doesn't do that. If you can survive from a tiger for sure with this one method, there's no reason to try to find a better method. Now, we've said that the point of evolution is to make surviving easier. However, we've also talked a lot about on this podcast and stuff you've seen just existing in the world but the way we stress, the way we feel anxiety, the things that make us depressed, our feelings of loneliness, etc., all of these things make our lives significantly worse. Moreover, these things actually decrease our lifespans now. I've shown you how some research, you've seen it yourself, and you can probably tell without too much science that being stressed all the time isn't exactly good for your ability to live a long and fruitful existence. So what happened here? Right? What, you know, with all of this evolution, what happened? Why Why has it been that stress was, like, why did Mother Nature give us stress if it's killing us now? It's like making survivability go lower. So that's our question. And there's a really simple answer. We change significantly. We, society, human beings, so society really, 
changed significantly faster than mother nature has generally evolution something like a giraffe's neck getting longer that sort of biological species change takes quite a while for mother nature to do human society has evolved so much faster goodness uh, human society has evolved so much faster than mother nature uh, has been able to change us you see back in the day stress was something that was good you felt it when you saw a tiger print on the ground and you slept a lot lighter that night because what if the tiger shows up and if what it, and if you made it through that night then you can just m move camp with your group and gg no more stress it's a short burst and it goes away stress is supposed to be a temporary sort of thing the cortisol shoots in the body keeps you up for one night just so that you can stay safe and then everything can go back to normal hopefully reasonably quickly it's meant this cortisol is meant to be acute it's not meant to be prolonged now, however, you have to think about paying rent. Let's say that you're in poverty and you have to think about paying rent. That's like a problem. You don't have a nice job if you're in poverty. Of, that's the definition of poverty. So if you have a nice job, you don't have to think about it. It doesn't matter. If you have money, whatever, all this goes away. But yeah, money's money's the key to life, right? And, and if, if you're poor and you have to worry about paying rent, about being able to perform at work, at school. I mean, there's a lot of things I can do this. So these things cause us stress because they threaten our ability to survive in some way or another, or at least our perception of survival. For us, survival is really just how much money can we make? That's kind of what survival is shifted to. I'm not saying that's true. That's just how we think, at least in general. If you're super cool and super awesome, then you'll be better than us and, and you'll think in a little bit of a different way. And, and that's awesome if that's the case. Goodness gracious, loud car. It's, uh, where, 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 where? <laughs> so things like passing a test at school or doing well at a project at work, this causes us stress because we know that that's what we need to, you know, get money so that we can not have to worry about paying rent later. So you can be stressed out. Uh, and so these stresses like, you know, paying rent, work, school, so many other things, these stresses last a lot longer. You can be stressed about a class for an entire semester. So, or if you have a project at work, you can be stressed about the project at work until the project is done until like the final exam is done for a class. You can be stressed about it the entire way through. And so rather than your body just feeling stressed for a moment and then flushing it out, cortisol, which is the main stress hormone is running through your body for a prolonged amount of time over the course of an entire semester, which is like four or five months. And your body wasn't made to sustain the cortisol hormone in your body that long. Cortisol ramps things up. It prevents you from sleeping. It is an excitatory hormone. It turns things on. It makes the heartbeat go faster. It makes your bladder looser, which is true. <laughs> That's the reason why adrenaline, you know, you might pee your pants when you get scared. You get a lot of adrenaline, bladder, pee, pants. <laughs> Anyways, uh, your body's not meant to sustain things for that long. Let's say that you're, you know how a battery in a phone has like a, a number of cycles that you can charge and discharge it? Your heart's somewhat similar. Your heart wasn't made to be pumping at full force, you know, for a long time. So if you have like chronic stress and your heart is pumping way more, like, you know, your heart's going to fail. And so stress, that's why stress is so highly correlated and it's probably causal to heart diseases, right? When you have a heart attack or something, your doctor will say, please, please try your best to not get stressed. And that's why your heart, your stress will up the heart's work and it's, it's no bueno. Your body wasn't made for that. Now, instead of having insufficient sleep for one night because you had cortisol, now that you're stressed 
about a class, a project that you have to do. I have a lab that I haven't been able to start at all because I don't know how to do it. And it's due in two days. Instead of having insufficient sleep for one night, you have insufficient sleep for a lot of days. And everything falls apart when you don't sleep well, which we've talked about a lot on this podcast. What happens when you don't sleep? uh, But you know, TLDL, too long, didn't listen. Uh, You die a quick and painful death if you don't sleep. With that, we can see that this prolonged stress is pretty not good. Uh, So society has overall progressed at a speed that mother nature wasn't prepared for. So the systems that were once in place to protect us have now begun to harm us. And this is incredibly sad because it's not evolution's fault. It had good intentions. It does have good intentions. It's not our fault. We were simply trying to do our best. And you know, make air conditioning, uh, which, you know, I wish that worked in my room, god dang son, Uh, the ability to communicate with anyone, anytime, and, you know, of course, hentai. Uh, If human beings evolved for the world today, rather than feeling stressed when they're met with things like due dates and exams, they'd probably feel a heightened sense of focus, which is what we always really want, don't we? Moreover, sleep would be a lot less affected by stress. But unfortunately, that's either never going to happen, or it's going to take a few more hundred or thousand years before the human beings evolve to a point where our biology has changed, that stress is not incredibly harmful to feel all the time or we just will stop feeling stressed in general Uh, who knows i wanted to say that we wouldn't feel loneliness but that's just not true humans need a desire for another human in order to procreate at the very least and although it is possible for not feeling loneliness but feeling horniness i think too much of our neurobiology would need to change for that to happen so that probably won't happen i think loneliness is going to stick around in the human being psyche for at least a very long time. I also wanted to say that we wouldn't feel depressed as much, but the evolutionary theory for the existence of depression comes from inflammation and pathogens. The idea is that when you become sick, your iron levels drop, your body temperature rises, and you become unmotivated. Well, that sounds like a lot lot like depression, doesn't it? Uh, depressed people do, need, do indeed need or do indeed show lower levels of iron in the body. They show higher body temperatures and not wanting to do things. We've also seen that inflammation in mice does indeed increase the likelihood of anxiety. There's also higher risk of depression in areas that have more pollution by proxy increasing inflammation. One of the theories is that you'd feel quote unquote depressed when you were sick because A, you shouldn't spread the sickness so you isolate yourself and obviously depressed people isolate themselves. B, I mean, I have a dinner that I should probably go to with my friends today, but I'm going to tell them I'm busy and I'm not going to go because I'm depressed. B, you should let your body do what it needs to so you shouldn't do much. Hence the lack of motivation. There's a few different evolutionary reasons why depression might be linked to sickness. So everything sucks. Oh, inflammation is caused by so many things in today's world. Okay, you eat the wrong thing. You'll probably get some inflammation. All right. I guess actually vegetables give you acute inflammation. That's different. That's uh, what's the word? Oh, man, no. Hormesis. I think that's the word. It's like something that's somewhat painful, but good for you, you know, like stretching or exercise. So everything sucks because humanity evolved quicker than (laughs) humanity evolved quicker than evolution itself. I, I wrote that. Who would have thought? I didn't know I had it in me. That's good. I really like that. Human beings evolved quicker than evolution. That's awesome. Kind of sad. But is that the whole story? Well, luckily, no. 
If you've listened to the Happiness Advantage episode where we went over the book written by Sean Aker, we talked about experiments with monkeys that showed that with learning, a monkey's brain could change. We saw a similar thing when he talked about how someone that became partially blind would have neurological changes that allowed them to better read Braille. This idea is called neuroplasticity. It's the idea that the brain is able to adapt, learn, and change, not within hundreds of years, but within your lifetime. Heck, it could be in the span of months or weeks. Your brain can change. People that meditate get larger left prefrontal cortexes or cortices. I, I'm not sure how to pluralize that one. But the prefrontal cortex is involved in happiness, as well as calming the amygdala down, which is involved in the very opposite of happiness. The, the amygdala is really just the source of all of your negativity and negative emotions, fear, anger. I don't think sadness is a big maybe. I'm not sure sadness is a bit weird. And this is a very well-researched phenomenon, and it's true. Your brain can be wired differently based on your thoughts, your experiences, but mostly your reactions to those thoughts and experiences. The brain of a taxi driver is actually is likely to be very different from an engineer, for example. Taxi drivers need to memorize roads and whatnot, so they have big hippocampuses, which is like the spatial, uh, like spatial memorization of the brain. And engineers need to think about, you know, think more, so they probably have larger frontal lobes, which is, you know, the, the whole thinking part of the brain. I don't know about the engineer thing, but I do know that cabbies in England have larger hippocampuses than taxi drivers in America, since the roads in England have no rhyme or reason, but in America we have a really smart, like, grid system to our roads. Granted, in Europe, you could just walk, which I think is really, 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 really cool. You ever seen the architecture and the infrastructure in Europe? It's made for walking. I think it's so cool and so awesome. I hate driving. I want to go to Europe now. <laughs> so although we can't change our physical traits within our lives, we have yet to crack the eugenics where we can choose our evolution. Right now, we cannot grow our necks like a giraffe based on a whim, but we can change our minds. So this is the cool thing evolution gave us. In the same way that the constitution can be amended, evolution gave us the ability for neuroplasticity to change our brain within our lifetime, uh, which is really cool and really thank you evolution. If only you could just make me not feel stress. We can change our minds. We can change the way that we think, the way that we process, the way that we feel. We can change what things cause us stress. We can change our resilience to that stress. We can, we can, we can our capacity. Goodness gracious, I don't know how to, I, I can't type. We can change our or increase our capacity to manage things. This, I, I'm just falling apart here at the end. This is a smaller part of evolution. The wiggle room that was given to us by Mother Nature. We can all individually evolve ourselves. And that's the purpose of life. Creation and evolution. We must evolve ourselves because Mother Nature probably doesn't know what to do with us anymore. Everyone lives different lives and we need different things in order to be good at the things we all do. The brain of an artist will probably be a little bit different than the brain of an engineer. So depending on what you want to do, you have to evolve differently from someone that you may live next to, maybe than your own siblings. That's why we all individually have our own neuroplasticity. 
I don't know why I said it like that. This podcast talks a lot about those things. How do we be less stressed? How do we react to things better? How do we be happy with the cards that we've been dealt? But this episode, I think, is going to help you understand why it seems our minds and bodies just want to make us suffer. It's because they simply aren't updated for the times. They're old technologies trying to be pushed further and further into a box that they were not designed for. This is one of those really, really good episodes. Every now and then I have a topic idea and and a script that I think is just really nice and well put together. I think this one was a solid seven or eight out of 10. I'm reasonably satisfied with this one. And I have a bunch of ideas for future episodes. I was on a creative high and I still, school is making me like, I told you guys, I've, I've mentioned about do the thing you don't want to do so you know what you want to do. Right now, school, I actually have one class that I'm really enjoying. I really enjoy my semiconductor fundamental class. All of the math is really fun. All of the all of the theory is really fun. And, you know, that's obviously the thing I want to do with my entire career, which is why I chose engineering. And I really wish I didn't have to do AC circuits, but I have an exam on Tuesday. And the lab that I, that I have due that I haven't started. I tried to start, but I had to erase everything I did four times, five times, maybe six and so I gave up. Granted, I was on a creative high and, and being in college in the past, after making YouTube videos over the last summer, I just, I really just want to make more stuff. I think like, that's what I want to do. Of course, working as an engineer would be cool. I have an interview on Thursday uh, with, with TI. Hopefully that'll go well. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just I just want to make more stuff. That story I made last week, I didn't even make the story last week. I made that story like two weeks ago, but it came out last week. That story and everything, it was just, I, I just, it was so, so fun and, and fulfilling to write that and edit it uh, and all the sound design and whatnot. It's not as great as the Dark Somnium, but it was good. I'm thinking that my narration channel name, it might just be MK just initials and then i can sign off with m or whatnot i was thinking stories in the dark but i don't i don't know the dark somnium mr crease mr creepy pasta vidith 22 like their names are like character names and so i i was thinking about just attaching it to like mash nor narrates or mash narrates or something but i think i'm gonna make a channel by the way uh, of just narrations oh, some of them will be original stories hopefully that i'll write and others will just be i'll message authors on on reddit and whatnot and get permission and narrate their stories so hopefully that'll happen and i think yeah i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go with mk just mk and hope that no i mean i have to go look how many other people have that name but i think that's what i'm gonna go for anyways uh, you heard the story last week uh, again i really really hope you've uh, enjoyed i haven't watched anime in like two weeks which kind of sucks but uh, and music wise there's a song called uh, i hate her boyfriend's face which is actually really good uh from is like it features mike posner i don't remember the like primary artist there and then western state dropped a new single titled drown which is amazing and eden dropped a new album icmy or icymy or something uh really good it, it's it's really good a lot better than no future in my opinion i wasn't that big a fan of no future so this one's this one's pretty solid and that's all for this episode of seriously funny thank you so much for listening to this one uh, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on or watching on uh, i will talk at you next week much love we'll update the software together peace